1: Good Saturday morning. It's the day after good friday it's april 3rd thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your saturday morning i'm will bangora and you are listening to pet talk today on 1100 kfnx where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help are you fed up with your pet not listening well That's what we do here at Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your... If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call me at is 602-277-5369. That's 602-23 at 866-536-1100. Yeah, if you've got got some issues... have some issues going on with your cats. We'd love to hear from you. Whatever challenges or behavior or training problems you might be having. Um, give us a call. Well, happy Saturday, Brittany. How are you?
2: Good. Good. How are you?
1: I'm good. You excited about Easter?
2: I'm very excited about Easter.
1: I know. And this is the one of the nice things about the holidays is if you're on a diet, you get to get off the diet for that day. And
2: calories don't count.
1: They don't on holidays. (laughs) They're they're exempt. Mm -hmm. I I think that's what happens. You like that that they're exempt? (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. Well, today we're gonna be, um and we really are, folks, because the last two weeks I I said I'm gonna talk about um um to having their nails trimmed, and the last two weeks we had some calls, and of course we got a little long winded talking about how to desensitize your dogs and cats. Because, you know, a lot of people, I get a lot of calls, or it's not necessarily their first complaint about what's going on with their dog, mm-hmm. but as you start to go through the list of behavior issues that people have that call us for help with training, fair amount of them, they have challenges uh, clipping their nails. And this does not have to be that big of a deal. It really does not have to be a big deal. Um, so we're going to talk about how to um, desensitize your pets so they'll do that. And if we've got time, get your dog desensitized and comfortable and used to wearing boots. Because here in Phoenix, and and hey, 90, at least by me, 97 degrees tomorrow for Easter. Yeah. April 4th, 97 degrees. So the sidewalks, the pavement in Phoenix and Arizona is gonna be blistering hot very, very soon. And if you don't have protection for your dog's paws, they're gonna get burnt. So we've got to, what are we gonna do? Do we just not take the dog out or what? So I'm gonna go over and talk about not only how to desensitize your dog for uh having its nails clipped, but then also how to get boots on your dog that won't let you get boots on, how to get them comfortable with them um, so that you can protect their paws um, in this heat. And for our podcast listeners, some of you are in, in very hot weather. Some of you are in, you know, nice weather. Some of you, this might be good for you for winter. Arizona, we don't worry about that. But my friends in the Midwest, my friends um, in the Northeast, uh, definitely in those around the world that have seasons, and one of them being winter, um, that will help you as well. But before we get into that, let's first go into Pet Talk News. Well, the Biden's dog, Major, has turned out to be a major pain in the you-know-what for the president and the first lady. So, Major, the president's rescue German shepherd, has been involved in another biting incident. This time, it required medical attention. The incident which involved a National Park Service employee took place on the White House South Lawn on Monday afternoon. The employee was working at the time and needed to stop in order to receive treatment from the White House medical unit. So for those of you that don't know, um, at the White House, a national, going to say the National Park Service employee. <laughs> but do you really think the landscaper went Rushing towards the dog to pet it?
2: Probably not. No,
1: the lance could do with the dog, probably ignored it, was working! Yeah. <laughs> like it says, it was working, they were working, oh, no. and they got bit. So this is the second, the second time, the second time. Now, First Lady Jill Biden's press secretary said, well, Major's still adjusting to his new surroundings. Mm-hmm. That was the same excuse they used the f- new surroundings. You know, I, look, I get it. You know, dogs need adjusting, and there is an adjustment period to new surroundings. But um, you know, when you're running for president, and there's the chance that you might end up in the White House with a German Shepherd on him during the campaign, especially when he gave it up after he left the White House. I mean, it's normal, I believe, for at least the president, I don't know about the vice president, but I can guarantee you this, that when he became the democratic nominee, he had secret service protection. Mm-hmm. And, and then he starts putting a cabinet together, advisors together, they start thinking about, okay, whether I win or not, we got to start thinking about a transition team. So we're ready with all those people around him. You're going to tell me that. And, and met, What, they always met somewhere other than the residence of, uh, of the vice president? You know, I'm thinking, you know, they traveled, you know, where was the dog? Um, I don't know. But Major nipped someone while he was on a walk. While he was on a walk on the south lawn, leashed, will you? So how does this happen? The dog is leashed, going for a walk. On the south lawn, dog had previously already bitten somebody and the gardener gets bit. How does that happen? How does that happen when the White House is saying after the first bite that the dog's receiving training? The dog's receiving training. Well, i got to tell you, if that's true, and I question it. Quite frankly, I question it. I'm sorry, I do. And and I'll I'll talk about why I question it. But if the dog is getting training or had training, it's pathetic. Who's training this dog? Who is this trainer? I want to know. I want to know who this trainer is because... They're doing a horrible job. And I guarantee you, without a different trainer, without a different kind of training, there's gonna be a third bite. We gotta go to break. Don't go anywhere. We'll
0: be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX Listener Live at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Van Gura.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I am Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pets just not listening to you? Well... Give us a call. That's what we do here at Pet Talk today. Give us a call. We're here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training problems. If you're in Phoenix, the number to call is 602-277-5369. Again, that number is 602-277-5369 or 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll free. That number is 866 536 1100. Before we went to break, we were talking about the president's dog, Major, who, as I said, is turning out to be a major problem for the White House. Now, this is the second bite, the second bite that the president's dog had. And, you know, back on March 17th, because he bit on the 8th. And then they sent him away for two weeks and apparently he was supposed to have training, you know. And, uh, President Biden, he says that, hey, sweet dog, 85% of people there love him. He just, all he does is lick them and wag his tail. He says, but I realize some people understandably are afraid of dogs to begin with. What the hell does that mean? Mm. Is that him blaming his dog biting? Blaming his dog biting on people's discomfort or fear? And, and 85% of the people are okay? Oh, I'm glad to hear that 85% of the people in the executive office are good because, you know, there's 1,869 <laughs> full-time employees in the executive office. So that means there's 200% that don't fall in that 85% that Major apparently loves. 280 of you, if you're listening at the White House, are in danger. And there's going to be a third bite. Mark my words. You're hearing it here on Pet Talk Today. Will Bangura is saying on April 3rd, there's going to be a third bite.
2: Yep.
1: Then maybe they'll get a real trainer. Maybe they'll get a real one.
2: So we have a caller on the line. We have Erica in Phoenix.
1: Erica in Phoenix. Welcome to Pet Talk today. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Well, I'm doing okay. How can we help you?
2: Well, I have a couple concerns. <laughs> um, I have a blue nose pit and recently he attacked my boyfriend and I. Mm -hmm. I had to get um, stitches on my foot Mm -hmm. and he had attacked my boyfriend on his leg and Mm foot. And basically, we're like really stuck in the middle of putting him down or not. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know if like some training might help or like neutering him. Mm -hmm. What do you think I should do?
1: Well, the first thing I want to ask you. Do you or your boyfriend have children, and are children ever in the same household as the dog?
2: No, we don't have any children, but he does have a little brother,
1: Uh-huh. How and he his does come
2: brother? over sometimes. But he brother? loves his little brother; like he loves playing with him. He how just, old? How old? <laughs> he's like eleven.
1: Uh, eleven. Okay, this dog of yours—I'm sure that he's not always. Aggressive, not always biting. I'm sure there are times when he absolutely loves you, right? Right. And you got bit.
2: Right.
1: And I want you to, I'm gonna rewind a little bit. You said that, oh, he loves playing with him. Well, everybody's at risk of getting bit. If the adults can't keep themselves from getting bit, there's no way we're gonna keep the kids from getting bit. I don't, I mean, I've been doing this a very long time. At Phoenix Dog Training, my company, 90% of the training we do is with very aggressive dogs, okay? Now, how long have you had this dog?
2: He just turned three years old last week.
1: Okay. How's the dog's health been?
2: He's good. The only thing is he's not neutered, and we're not sure if that's one of the main reasons why he's no, so aggressive. No, that's not
1: the main reason. Um, so... At what age did you get him?
2: Um, probably like a month.
1: He was about a month old.
2: Yeah.
1: Four weeks of age. Yeah. Where did you get him from?
2: I got him from a family friend. He had a he had a whole um, litter of pit bulls, and I just got him from him.
1: Did you see the mom and dad of your dog?
2: Yeah, I did. What
1: was their behavior like?
2: they were fine like they well they kept them all in the separate room, so like they wouldn't try to be aggressive if we like touched the litter and they were fine they were mm-hmm. aggressive
1: okay what's the is this the first time you and your boyfriend have been bitten by this dog
2: yeah and we have heard so many scenarios that once he tastes our blood, he's gonna wanna keep...
1: Yeah that, that's an old wives tale. Craving the no, blood? No, I don't know that, if that's a myth. That's a myth. It's an old wives tale difficult. Now, what was the situation? What was going on at the time you and your boyfriend got bit?
2: So, I was pretty upset that I was crying about like, something really small about my credit card. And I think he felt that I was stressed and crying. Yeah. And he thought my boyfriend was the one who, like, pushed him over out of my way, and he, like, got onto my foot. Like, he got onto my shoe.
1: Who, your dog? And that's
2: when I called my boyfriend. I was like, hey, I think he's attacking me. And right when, like, my boyfriend came over and took the dog off of him, he attacked me again, which he did, and Mm -hmm. he got my skin from my foot. Yeah. And he, like, ripped the skin off, Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend tried to control him, Mm -hmm. and he couldn't. He bit his arm. Yeah. his leg.
1: Yeah. How bad? How bad were the bites? What was that? How bad were the bites?
2: The Well, I had to get two stitches on my foot Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend didn't need any stitches, but he he was pretty much losing a lot of blood from his arm that had to take him to the hospital because he thought he was going to faint.
1: Okay. So there's no Easy answers. That's the first thing. Anybody that has an aggressive dog, the first thing that they need to understand, there are no quick fixes. There are no easy answers. And beware of trainers out there that are going to tell you that they can get this resolved quickly. That all you need is four, six, private lessons, or you can bring your dog to a reactive dog class, or the work- send your dog away to boot camp for two weeks, okay? Now, that attacks its owner. That's the most difficult type of aggression to be able to work through with their dog, and the owner has to be the one that works through this. With their dog. But when your dog is scary and you've got to do work to be able to get this resolved. It can be done. It can be done. But there are other considerations before we even talk about, you know, and one of those considerations that I talk to and tell everybody is that they need to think They need to think long and hard if they're going to have children, if there are going to be kids coming into the home, because that's the most dangerous thing. Hold on the line, because I've got to go to news, but I want you to stay on the line. We're going to talk more about this, because this is a dangerous thing, and we don't want you getting hurt. We don't want your boyfriend getting hurt. We don't want anybody getting hurt. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
0: Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will (coughs) Mangura.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, that's what we do here at Pet Talk today. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a problem, dog or cat, the number to call me here at. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, that is 602-277-5369 or 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call me toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. Before we went to news we were talking to Erica and Erica has one of the most heartbreaking problems that you can have with a dog and that's when your dog is aggressive towards you. Erica, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um As I was saying, you know, you have, before we went to news, you have to take into consideration some other things before you even think about treating the dog or what you're going to do for the dog. Are you going to have children? Are you planning on having children? That's my question to you, Erica.
2: No, not at the moment.
1: What does that mean? What's your time frame, if you would have them? Probably,
2: like, five years.
1: Five years, and how old is this dog right now? Three. Three? So the dog would be eight. Chances are, unless the dog was sick with something, your dog would still be alive at eight. The difference is that it's gonna probably have some arthritis, probably have some, a few little aches and pains could have a thyroid at that age that starts to slow down, and so it could have some tiny bit of hormonal imbalances, all things that would make aggression worse, more stubborn, more territorial. So I'm pretty adamant about if somebody has a dog and they truly think and want to have children, And we start looking at the calculations if that dog's going to be around during the time frame of somebody wanting children. When it's a dog that attacks people. When it's a dog that attacks, it's that the dog be rehomed at a minimum. Rehomed somewhere where there aren't going to be children. Rehomed somewhere where there's a very strong leader. At home where there's somebody that's a very skilled and seasoned dog owner who's done previous training with other dogs. Because the goal here, more than anything, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, is not have to put this dog down.
2: Yes. yes and is. is that
1: more important than the dog staying in your home?
2: I really don't want to put him down. So I know. That's
1: why. I know. And that's why I'm trying to throw out some things here that you need to think about. Euthanizing. Because here's the deal. How many more if this dog bites or if it bites a kid before it ends up having to be put down? That's a real possibility. Okay? Dog's dangerous. I know it's a good dog in many, many, many ways. And that's the problem. That's the challenge. When we have our dog that we have and we love and it's part of our family and it's fantastic, many hours throughout the day, many days throughout the week, many weeks throughout the month, and even many months throughout the year, and then bam, we get nailed. We get bit. A lot of times when a dog bites an owner, there's a neurochemical imbalance that's not right in the brain. A dog should never be so afraid of their owner that it attacks them. goes into fight or flight unless it believes there's a threat. Yeah, it sounded like maybe there was because it sounded like you were crying.
2: And I don't know if he took it as a threat for him.
1: Yeah, he did because, again, he, he he took that as a threat. No dog goes into fight or flight unless they're afraid. There's no reason to go into fight or flight unless there's a threat, real or perceived. So the sound sensitivity, the sound sensitivity, is we're talking about sound sensitivity, we're talking about impulse control. We're talking about the lack of impulse control. We're talking about a low tolerance for frustration. All things that go along with head aggression. And like I said, the problem is it'd be one thing if the dog was aggressive all the time. It's easier to make a decision on that. But when our own dog that's wonderful 95% of the time is aggressive towards us, what do we do? First thing we have to do is we got to keep kids safe. And we have to keep adults safe. And we have to look at our lifestyle and we have to say, okay, what if, what if this doesn't go away? What if this dog has a meltdown every year, once a year? What if it's once every two years? I don't know. We have to ask ourselves, what are we willing to live with or what are we willing to give up? There are no easy answers. But we have to ask ourselves these questions before we even think about, should we... Because I can't tell you how many people that I hear about their kids getting mauled. Happens all the time. And 99% of the time, the parents said,
2: the dog loved the baby.
1: Love the baby. We don't know how this could have happened. Happens a lot. So those are the first things that you have to think about. And if after all that you decide, okay, I'm not going to have children until this dog is not in my life. And I'm not going to have anybody that has children come over to my home or have even the possibility of having contact with my dog. So I'm keeping them safe. But then what about you? What about your boyfriend? And then you got to say to yourself, okay, we can't have any adults over either because if we can't keep ourselves from getting bit, there's a high probability, even if it's five years from now, that some guest, some stranger that walks in our home, walks in that front door, could get bit by our dog. Again, the question is, what are you willing to live with? And what are you willing to give up? And if you decide that you're not going to rehome this dog, then you absolutely 100% have to have professional training. Even some really good trainers are not going to be able to help this. So there's no way someone who's not a professional trainer, just an average everyday dog owner, is going to be able to handle aggression like this on your own. And you've got to also get your dog to a veterinarian and make sure there's nothing medically going on. Like I said, we specialize this at Phoenix Dog Training. We specialize in aggression. You can always give us a call or go to our website at phoenixdogtraining.com. But there is no answer in two minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, a half an hour. Even if we spent three, four, five hours on the phone, I don't have an answer for you because to rehabilitate a dog like that takes six months if not longer. And there's a lot to it. A lot to it that there just isn't time to be able to go through each and every one of those steps. But I appreciate the call. I wish I could give you a quick fix here, but there is none. I've got to go to break. Go to our website, Phoenix Dog Training Call. We can help you if you decide that you're going to go ahead and... and We've got to go to break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere in two minutes.
0: Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions, some even ridiculous, and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura.
1: Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Pet Talk today on the Pulse of Arizona 1100 KFNX. I'm Will Bangura. I'm your host. I'm here every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Taking your calls and answering your pet behavior and training questions. Maybe you've got a dog. Maybe you've got a cat. You're frustrated. They're just not listening. You've tried everything. It's not working and you desperately need some help, well, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you and answer your questions and help you with any behavior or training problem you may be having with your pet. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-KFNX. That number is 602-277-5369. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call me toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. Well, I don't want to go a third week and not come through with how to desensitize your dog uh, and your cat to have their nails clipped. So the first thing we want to talk about when it comes to getting your dog or your cat comfortable with getting their nails clipped, stop trying to clip all of them at the same time.
2: Mm.
1: That's the first thing. If they're not comfortable with having one toenail clipped, what makes you think that they're going to be comfortable with the other 19? <laughs> okay? That's if they don't have two claws.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: So the first thing that I tell people is you need to break this down and get your dog or your cat comfortable with getting one toenail clipped a day. Now, we live in America. Americans aren't patient. Slow down. What do you want? Do you want to do the work or do you want the frustration? Okay? This is going to take you a minimum of 20 days because you're going to be clipping one nail a day. You are going to go ahead and smear some peanut butter on your wall if you have semi-gloss paint. If you don't have semi-gloss paint, I don't want you calling me and complaining, put some clear packing tape on the wall at your dog's nose-mouth level. And you're going to smear some peanut butter there a good amount so that your dog can be busy doing something else while you're clipping that one stinking nail. Mm-hmm. And have something good and yummy that it can associate with you clipping that one nail. This is the highlight of the dog's day. It's getting peanut butter. Okay. You're going to pick up one paw. You're going to get that clipper on that one nail. Clip. And you're done. And then get excited. Yay! Was that fun? Was that fun? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was great. That was fantastic. And hopefully your dog's wagging his tail going, I thought that was pretty good. It wasn't bad at all. It wasn't bad at all. That's what we're hoping for. However, if you can't even do that, you may have to Slow down some more. You may have to start with just showing the clipper, the nail clipper, just picking it up, showing it to the dog and tossing a piece of chicken or steak. Then pick it up, show it to the dog again, toss another piece of chicken or steak. Maybe you've got to take that clipper and you got to put some peanut butter on the clipper and let them lick it off of that clipper. Maybe you need to do that for 20 days. Mm. I don't know. You know how you're going to know how fast you get to go through this? Where's the resistance? If you're met with resistance, you have gone too quick, too soon. That's with desensitizing anything. The minute you get resistance, is it your dog's fault? Nope, 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 not at all. It's the trainer's fault, whether it's you or a professional trainer. The minute you get resistance, if you know what the problem is. Now, if you don't know that the dog's got issues with its toenails being cut, and you get resistance. Well, no, it's not your fault. But when you know you've got a dog that doesn't like to get its nails clipped, or if you've got a cat that doesn't like to get its nails clipped, and by the way, you cat people, you kitty people, A little bit of tuna. A little bit of tuna. Okay. Get a stool or a chair. Well, no, it's going to be a little stool. Chair works for the dog. It won't work for the cat. Unless you put the cat up on a platform. Give them a bowl of tuna. While they're munching on that, you're picking up the paw. One clip, you're done. Get rid of the tuna. Your cat's not going to appreciate you going, Hey,
0: wasn't that good? Wasn't that wonderful?
1: But if you got a dog, they'll think that's wonderful. One toenail at a time. And if that's too much, just showing the clipper, high value food reward, the highest value food reward you could possibly give your pet. They're looking at that clipper and they're like, Holy hell. You better give him something good to offset that. That's called counter-conditioning. The, the fancy word in psychology is counter-conditioning. Pairing something really wonderful with something yucky. I did that with Tyler when he was three years old and, and I became a single dad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were on a schedule. I'm like, man, you gotta brush your teeth. He's like, Giving me a fit you know he's like two years and nine months of age imagine tyler because uh-huh. you know how stubborn he is he's right so stubborn. imagine he's still in the terrible twos okay Ugh. and i said if you brush your teeth i will give you an m&m, mm. now parents are like whoa, whoa, whoa what do we mean giving them sugar and chocolate after <laughs> he brushes his teeth that's why we're brushing the teeth <laughs> it's gonna get cavities Well, it took less than a week and we weren't given M&Ms anymore, okay? So you've got to motivate the animal you're training, whether it's your little human munchkin or one of your fur babies. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. Trust me, it'll go quicker. They'll be happier. Mm -hmm. One nail a day for 20 days. Then on day 21 you're going to try to do two and see if you're getting resistance if no resistance go for the third if no resistance go for the fourth but if you're met with resistance back off you need to spend more time desensitizing you can't work faster than your pet's pace well you could it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work. You you have this is the way you have to do it. This is the patience, and this process is what you have to do, any kind of desensitization. When you're trying to put booties on a dog one boot at a time, high value food reward, take that boot off. Put that boot on again. High value food reward, take it off. If you're met with resistance back up. Maybe you got to show the boot first. Maybe you got to touch, just touch the boot to the paw first before you can even put one on. When you don't meet resistance, then you can move forward. When you're met with resistance, you've got to back up. You've got to slow things down. That's what gradual and systematic desensitization is. After you've tried that booty on each paw and you're not met with resistance, one on the left, then one on the right, then one on the back left, one on the back right, and one at a time. I'm not talking about putting them all on. When they're comfortable with each paw having a boot on one at a time, then you're going to put two on the front and reward. You're going to take those off. Then you're going to try doing two on the back. Again, if you're met with resistance, back up. When you can put two on the front and two on the back, now with a leash on your dog, you are going to run really fast. Do that every day, and they will get used to those boots. Fast movement dissipates stress. We are out of time. I appreciate, Erica, for your call. Those listeners, we love that you're here with us. Join us next Saturday. We'll be taking more of your behavior and training calls. I'm Will Bangura. We'll see you next Saturday. Have a great weekend.
0: News. Talk. Sports. The Pulse of Arizona. 1100 KFNX. Phoenix.